Okay, well, speaking of hate, yeah, that's going to be in the cut. And also, I was so tickled to hear your opening of last week's episode. We're just looking out Uh, for you. Would anyone anyone like to add any fodder, comments, concerns? I mean, I will say we did have one person slide into the political playlist DMs on your behalf. That's true. Got some DMs. Should have been been 10. The solicitation worked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By the way, just to clarify, we had one person. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, hey, things are looking up. Here we go. Michael, all it takes is is one. Just takes one. (laughs) Welcome to Political Playlist. (laughs) All right. Are we ready, guys? Happy hour. Happy hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Political Playlist Happy Hour. I'm Michael Kristoff, and look who it is my two wonderful matchmaking colleagues, Anthony and Anna. Woohoo. Oh, that, that goes well together. I like that. Anthony and Anna. Pretty good. The matchmakers. Yeah. 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 Do you need a date? Call Anna and Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we're like on park benches. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and, better call Saul. Better call Anna and Anthony. Yeah. Right yeah. Need a get prom date? <laughs> get, get Emotional call. support. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've got a wedding coming up. You guys think you could uh, procure me a nice gal to... Uh, Probably. Yeah. Send us to your dimensions. Depends where the wedding is. <laughs> my, my, my sizes and color palette. <laughs> my God. What was the... It's like send your measurements like they used yes. to do in like the 50s. That's right. That's right. Well, my bust is... Uh, okay. Moving on. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, first of all, what are we drinking? Mine, I got a, a good old fashioned bourbon on the rocks. The rock is a little melty. I have a okay. good old fashioned white wine that I've already drank half of because we were just having an impassioned discussion about Kevin we were, Spacey before we, we started were, recording. We were gabbing away. <laughs> Man, Michael, are you and I on the same page? I have a nice old scotch here. Ooh, like oh. you and I never do this. No. Oh my God, it's not, so cute. I have to oh, say, twins. I'm dwinning. Insert emoji here. Yeah. Uh, you know. I am not a big scotch drinker. I, I feel like I need to learn scotch. It's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like any of it. I'm just not there. I'm just not there yet. There's so much to learn. Just teach me, guys. Just teach me everything. No. It's part of our. Yeah. Anthony and Anna. That's Anthony and Anna, part Anthony of the service. Anna. Anthony and Anna call. Matchmaking, Anna. matchmaking and scotch drinking. <laughs> 203-876-5059. I like how we are in Connecticut. Yes, you're a Connecticut-based operation. <laughs> uh, well, guys, there's some big news uh, shaking the world. So if for those of you who live under a rock and or get your news from TikTok, you may be missed that last Thursday, the Prime Minister of England, that's the place across the pond, uh, she resigned just after six weeks of being elected. Um, she she had a bold financial Well, she wasn't plan. really elected. She was well, kind of put there. That will that sort of I mean, she was kind of elected though, but not by the party. Right, but not by the people yeah. of England. And, you know, that could be a whole other podcast, the, the, how the government over there works. But basically, she uh, had a very bold financial agenda that fell very flat on its face. There has been turmoil within her own party. They ended up turning on her, forced her out. And uh, I don't know if you were following the lettuce thing. 
but she did not outlast the head of lead. I saw that. You know about can you, this? I saw it, but can you explain <laughs> it? Because I just saw it and I, I was like, oh, that's weird. Crazy. So they somebody predicted that she wasn't going to last very long. And so they put a head uh, yeah, of yeah. lettuce on a like a webcam and to, and to basically say Liz is not like, going to outlast this lettuce. No and, way. Yeah. So, so you could like you that's could something Anthony would do to the lettuce. Tell. And so sure enough, the lettuce outlasted her. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I think there's a couple of interesting things about this. So. First of all, she's a member of the conservative party, which was Boris Johnson's party. She served as his uh, foreign secretary, which is kind of like a secretary of state here. And she was very hawkish and she was obviously a very bold, uh, you know, deputy. And so as a prime minister, there was no signs of that boldness letting up. And effectively what happened here or, or one of the big things was you know, she was proposing some very serious tax cuts that ultimately torpedoed the British pound. The Bank of England had to sort of step in and, and buoy uh, the financial markets. Everybody thought this was going to be a disaster. And sure enough, it was. And Why one of the Anthony, big. Sorry, Anthony's like cracking up. What is he looking at the lettuce? they literally have a wig on it and everything and it says let us thank you and it says lizzie lettuce will return thank you for watching (laughs) how pathetic for this woman honestly that must sorry michael i interrupted you i just couldn't we need to we need to put this laughing at too that's so funny i'm sorry i I thought it was a joke (laughs) no it was real it was real um, but so basically the, one of the, the big takeaways and just so you know, Anthony is still <laughs> bursting laughing right now. Have, I'm sorry, but they have the head of lettuce in front of a podium outside of Downing street. <laughs> giving a... <laughs> mm. oh, Incredible. Mm. Well, basically after the pound torpedoed, she then sort of reversed course fired her, you know, financial uh, secretary. And basically one of the things that was estimated was that heating costs and energy costs for most Britons was going to increase by 80%, which was going to result in many Britons not being able to afford heat. And it was already super high. It was already super high because they're very reliant on Russia for oil. Right. So that's sort of been part of the problem, obviously. And as we head into the winter uh, and the colder months, it's going to be very interesting to see just what those actual effects of, um, you know, gas and energy costs uh, in Europe are going to be. But those were those were some of the big things with her. And, you know, the people said. Let us stand up and well, speak up. So this is like what I think is so interesting about this. And I, I promise I won't talk for a very long time. And I apologize mm-hmm. to anyone who listened to last week's episode because I talked. And for apologies really long time. to Anna. We're out of time. Thank um, you so much for joining. But my only point that I'll make about this, that it just kind of resonated with me was the fact that now twice, laughably twice, the conservative party has Anthony's still laughing at the lettuce, by the way, um, the conservative, the conservative party has ousted two prime ministers. Um, 
you know, two leaders of their party. And it just was so interesting to me to think of like, I feel like one of the big, one of the main like rhetorics I feel like we hear from voters in America about politics is that politicians are far too loyal to their parties and not loyal enough to what's actually happening in the country. And, you know, not that I think this is good what's happening in England, but I think it's just an interesting comparison where you have a party that is very willing to say, hey, the person who's running our party is shit yeah, <laughs> and we want to get rid of them. Like there's been so many things, both on the left and the right, where leaders have done things that are insane and the only choice for even the members of their party who disagree with them is for them to fall in line. Like you look, the only Republicans on that January 6th committee are Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, who both right. won't be in Congress next year. So it's like, I just find it really fascinating culturally and the way that their government works that, you know, even though it's completely screwed up right now, there is kind of like a, a, country over party mentality in a weird way. Uh, well, on the positive side, I just found out what I'm going to be for Halloween. <laughs> and it's gonna be, oh, that's it's, so good. It, it's going to be so this good. wonderful lettuce, Liz lettuce, Lizzie lettuce. Anthony I'm going to have a wig on and I just, I'm going to uh, walk around with this photo all day. So, well, you know what I think is so interesting, Anna, is like, I feel like people in this country, it being the United States. <laughs> um, in this country over here. Yes, you all are colonists are quite something. Um, so, but what I think is so interesting, right, is that sometimes we complain that like, oh, the presidency is, you know, too long or, you know, the idea of one president for eight years, right, is too long and there should be term limits, right? And yet we, every time you want somebody to leave, we have an election where you have that opportunity to vote them out or vote for them to stay. And I think what's so interesting is that we almost split the line in with, with England in that they have constant turnover sometimes mm -hmm. in parliament, yet very little turnover in the monarchy. So right. it's almost like polar opposites and we're kind of down the middle with yeah you know four two four six oh, year that's terms. what the revolutionary war led to so that's right here we are for another podcast okay hey let's get to tweets anthony's uh stopped laughing now so we can uh we can focus. um and we i feel like we we said this last time when you weren't here michael oh but we just wanted to give like a reminder to people of what we do on this podcast is we read tweets from members of congress under 45 years old and we guess who said it and then we talk about it why are That's we whispering? It. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Well, that took a lot. Ladies first. <laughs> well, kind of relates to my tweet, actually. Oh. Um, here it is. All right. And I've got news for you. Absolutely no one wants to hear what your plan is for their uterus. Oh, wow. Great. First of all, that might be one of the, the great tweets yeah. of the year. That's fantastic. Someone a little spunky. Um, Someone with some spunk. Yeah. What? So wait, can you read it again? I'm so sorry. Newsflash? And, I've, and I've got news for you, Colin. Absolutely yeah. no one wants to hear what your plan is for their uterus. 
Intra- interesting addition of colon into this. I think it's part of the um, squad or Sarah Jacobs. Mm, Sarah Jacobs, good guess, good guess. Is that your and guess? I got Anthony? news for you. I mean, are you doing Sarah Jacobs again? I don't think you so. don't know me. <laughs> you don't know don't me. Tell me. Don't tell me my shit. Wow. Anna's had um, one glass of wine and she's wow. She's getting you don't know, man. Don't tell uh, me what to do with uh, my uterus. I'm gonna say AOC. <laughs> Michael. It's mm, good. God, I don't know. Um Mitch McConnell. No one wants to hear what your plan is for their uterus. Oh, well, I, I think the uterus is a very interesting. God, Michael's so good at it. <laughs> I, I think this needs some more examination, and I'll talk to my wife, Elaine Crowell, about what she thinks of this ball. All right. It's AOC. <laughs> you don't it's even get a- guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Um, so she was good, tweeting by the, way, by the way, good tweet. Good tweet, Matt. right? I like so that. Good tweet. I like that. Tweet. She yeah. tweeted this in response to a tweet from Mike Pence. That was talking about the authority on all uteruses. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wants to be. Um, that was Mother. talking about how if Republicans win, they will have a pro-life majority, which was in response to Biden making a statement that mm-hmm. if Democrats keep control of Congress, he will codify Roe as a you know a midterm campaign promise. So, you know. Uh, I have a little more to say because there's another interesting piece of news, but like this is the issue du jour for Democrats right now. I think they're banking it on is. it. And and let's hear what the men think about this first. Um, Anthony, do you have any uh, thoughts on? What do you think about my uterus <laughs> and and AOC's uterus? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, uterus. I, I like. I think this has to be one of the biggest topics that should be going into the midterms. I feel like I'm not hearing about it as much. Oh my God, um, really? I feel like I'm hearing about it so much. Well, I feel a, like every- You're in LA. Um, but Maybe, but even in like political texts and like fundraising stuff, I feel like it's so abortion heavy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty frightening time if to be- a woman um you're a man so you just tune it out you're like, i'm not hearing no, no, i mean like being a woman <laughs> well, or someone who is gay it, like there there have been clear uh, honestly if you vote on the republican side and see some of these rights taken away and you'd go oh my god i didn't think this should happen there are very clear signs that it was going to happen yeah so you know and well, that's, that's interesting live interestingly go, go enough it. interestingly enough one of the biggest groups of people who are very pro choice and rallying behind this are young men that this issue young men under 40 uh yeah have, because it's their shit too well, i know <laughs> and they're obviously they have their they're eyes realizing open. it yes we are we are very clear-eyed full-hearted about this uh <laughs> to paraphrase Friday maybe Night Lights. maybe we'll lose right but we're we're no we can't we can't <laughs> lose <laughs> uh but i think it's interesting that you know, this is an issue that Democrats heading into the midterms here have been absolutely hammering. I think that the Dobbs decision back in June has definitely galvanized a huge group of midterm voters to a degree that we haven't seen in recent midterm turnout. And I think the biggest challenge that Democrats have with this issue is I don't think they can make this the single issue. Yeah. 
I think they have to make this a big issue, but then keep hammering why they're going to help gas and inflation. So I agree with you. And I think that one interesting thing that I just wanted to add, because I thought it was kind of fascinating, Mm -hmm. is I feel like something that resonates with voters is politicians saying something and then doing something about it, because that often doesn't happen. And I think that what the Biden administration is doing is they're taking this issue that obviously is popular amongst Democrats and they're doing things about it already. Notably, they just released a statement saying that the Pentagon will now pay for service members to travel to other states where abortion care is legal if they live in a state where it is not. And what's interesting about this is that two of the largest U.S. military bases Nice, Michael. We see your whiskey. Um, Corner refill because you keep talking. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Two of the largest military bases in the U.S. are in on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, which is Fort Mm. Campbell and Fort Hood in Texas, all of which now have incredibly strict abortion bans. And, you know, those service members now can have their travel fees covered by the Pentagon if they need to travel away to get an abortion. So it's like, I think this is the Biden administration saying, look, when there's an issue that matters to people, we're going to do something about it. I don't know if voters will put that connection together, but I think that's the tactic. I I would disagree with you both. I would make it actually one of the major issues of the Democratic Party. um, Because what I would hope that people realize is their bodies are a bit more important than their money. Um, hmm. And I would scare the living hell. You know, my acupuncturist I, said today, health is the real wealth. It is. It absolutely well, is Anna, until Anna, you are in a situation. Your you acupuncturist, tell me you live in LA without telling me you live in LA. Okay, okay. Michael, <laughs> I had major shoulder surgery. Oh, that's right. Year. I hear you've been cleared so to speak. I, I right. have been cleared so, to ski. So that that is a great segue. Oh my god! Sure, you mm. won't even let me finish. To, to, to my, <laughs> what yeah. happened to Anthony and By Anna? The, way, the partnership. <laughs> Anna, have you gotten my violin yet to play it on your just little? <laughs> Anyways, here's my tweet. To <laughs> say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> as a former insert state. Hold not, on. We have dogs barking. A little bonky bonk. Auto. Sorry. Guys, guys. if you're listening right now, Anna has two dogs and they're lovely, but they do bark. They hate everyone. They honestly hate everyone. The dogs hate everyone. They hate everyone. That's not true. They they hate Anthony because Anthony's afraid of them and they prey on fear. I I always feel attacked when I walk in your place. (laughs) Because you come in arms up like so afraid. Michael's much softer. They don't hate him. They yeah. just still, but they bark him. Okay, Anyways, sorry, go ahead. Tells a lot about me. Um, okay, here's my tweet. As a former, insert state here, I'm not going to say it, public school kid, and now as a dad of two elementary school boys, I stopped by the Freehold Township Education Association meeting last night to talk about how we, ma- how we make sure blank schools continue to be the best in the country. Our kids deserve the best. Um, Jared Golden of Maine, Freehold, Maine, right? There's a lot of clues in here, yeah. by the way. A lot of clues. I'm I just think gonna, he's I a mean, dad of two. I'm going to go with that because that's like so specific. And I feel like Michael would know that. 
you guys are gonna it's andy kim from new jersey oh oh my god i should have kept guessing michael was like so certain about maine so um anna that you you learned a lesson i forfeited i I did (laughs) try 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 again yeah Remember nice. when you you made the comment the other day about how we could never vacation together? Yeah. I'm a very definitive vacationer where I know the way and we're <laughs> not going the way. at all. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always nice to teach him. And then you end up like in the jungle. And we're like, oh, geez. I and then he's like, nope, we're going to get there. Like, why don't we ask this person for directions? <laughs> no, no, there will be no asking of directions. Let anyway, me get my Anthony. compass. So the reason I picked this tweet is one, I love when a politician talks about education because it yeah. is never yes. a top issue. It's never Correct. a top Agreed. issue. Yes. But you know me, I love a fun fact. Mm-hmm. And I love I like to look into, I decided to do a little history lesson on education. Well, maybe not history lesson, but like where New Jersey ranks and where the rest of the states do and our country. Jersey has really good public schools. Jersey is basically Best. number one. On wow. Yeah. I, I did not know that. I mean, um, they're, they're product three, of New Jersey right here. Yeah, they're three on wow. one list, but they're ba- on all, all the other lists. They're number one. Hmm. Wow. So um, that was news to me. Um, I just well, want to you know say they got that fancy place called Princeton down there. Yeah. <laughs> top, top five, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Okay. Virginia, oh, okay. New Hampshire. Wow. wow, the Northeast is crazy. Northeast. Northeast. I was like, Rock I was like, man, maybe baby. I should move to the Northeast wow. and I'll start a family. Well, yeah. born um, in Jersey, product of Connecticut public schools right here. So I must yeah. be brilliant. Wow. Um, so I also decided to find out our New Yorkers, because you guys mm-hmm. are kind of part New Yorkers, I feel like, and me as the Californian. Hey, New let's York go is, Yankees. New York is 17. Can wow. you guess California? Oh, not good. Probably like in the 30s. Michael? I'm going to go 27. Four zero. Wow. 40, what? Which explains a lot because I'm probably oh. one of the, I'm the dumb one here, you know, <laughs> out dummy. of us three. Yeah. I mean, so, I will say that like having gone to, I went to UCLA, having gone to a uh, university where most people were from you can California. Say public. You can say public. No, no, no. Not that it was a public university, a <laughs> university where most people were, well, but, but like where most people were from California. I was a little surprised at how little basic knowledge some people I went to college with had about yeah. certain things like the so, geography of the United States. Yeah. So here was a really yeah. interesting thing. They said New Jersey ranks in one of the top of first implementing digital learning mm-hmm. in their schools and deploying technology. That was very interesting to me. Um, 6% of their public schools rank in the top 700 of best U.S. schools. They have one of the highest graduation rates among low-income students wow. at 84%. Wow. They have wow. the one of the highest uh, high school graduation rates at over 90%. Wow. Wow. And then they have the lowest dropout rate, which is at 9.4%. Wow. So I mean, Andy, wow, better keep jurors. it up because good for we can jurors. all learn a thing or two. You know what's interesting to me too about that is like New Jersey politically, you know, is democratic, but obviously has had Republican governors. Like there are definitely conservative yeah. parts of it. It's I wouldn't call it a swing state, but it is a state that is you know more divided than others in yeah. um, belief and the fact that a state that you know has 
some balance of power between Republicans and Democrats can get their shit together on education like that, I think should be something that's talked about more. Like, why aren't we learning from what a state has done with people of differing views about the economy, about spending, about taxes? Um, Because I agree with Anthony, like education is so not a sexy thing, but it's the foundation of what we are going to be. So, well, like the first thing when I read of, of those states, you know, they're all in the Northeast. I was my, the first thing that came to mind was, oh, they're small states. And, you know, Jealousy. you always hear, you always hear about like a European country that's doing so good in yeah. healthcare. And then you look You're like, you have, have 12 they people. Have, like, yeah. yeah. They have to, of course, it's easy to <laughs> Lithuania. You can provide yeah. that. It's great. But, um, also you know, Lithuanian. New Jersey has a population of almost 10 million people. Wow. You know, which I was it's like, so it's a huge state, which I was like, it's, I mean, granted, it's not California, New York, but like, it's, it's, it's big it's up there. That's bigger and, than Connecticut, um, I think. It is big. Yeah, Jersey's definitely bigger than Connecticut. Connecticut's, Connecticut's half of that. Wow. Um, so that, that's what I thought was really interesting. Um, do you guys want to know the bottom states? Mm-hmm. Mississippi. Uh, no. Oh, Michael, you want to guess one of them? I think uh, Mississippi was in uh, women's reproductive rights. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, it's not least education? educated. I'm going to say, oh, man, that's tough. I'm going to say either West Virginia or uh, Arkansas. Uh, you're wrong. Okay. I, I couldn't believe this. New Mexico. I was, I, oh. that was going to be my next guess. New Mexico. Yeah. And so, yeah. honestly, this makes me actually. If I was a major philanthropist, I would want to target the top, the lowest 10 yeah, and go in there and help with education because, so it's New Mexico, Louisiana, the, in this mm-hmm. order from 50 down, um, Louisiana, Arizona, Alaska, and Alabama. Wow. I'm surprised Arizona is that low. Me you know, too. It's interesting. I feel like the New Mexico thing is also so much to do with Native Americans and yes. like tribal yes. land and yeah. the lack of resources and education for, for um, Native people. Well, I'll tell you just a small footnote, which is a little bit of a tangent here, but uh, a friend of mine um, is married to a woman who is an FBI agent and she mm-hmm. is in charge of um the tribal areas in her state. And so she's the like federal liaison to Mm -hmm. the tribal TV show. Um, And yeah. And honestly, and this woman is clearly a badass and she focuses on like um, child crimes and um, a lot of domestic stuff. And some of the stories that I've heard from her are like, wild. I couldn't believe it. And she was saying that um, to bring it all back to the point here that, one of the root causes of so much of this is a lack of education in in these areas that just helps to, or or prevents breaking of these sort of bad traditions that continue. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, good for Andy for going to visit schools, but like visiting schools doesn't, no, it's only I, the first step. So I, absolutely. And that's why it wasn't as strong. I mean, I did look into his education background, which he has proposed and voted on a variety of, um, I would say, education bills. Yeah. Um, a lot of them haven't been passed. Some were very interesting. Don't need to get into it uh, right now. Um, but I will say this. Yeah. If, if I end up being a billionaire, 
I'm giving a minimum $10 million to each of the states of the lowest, uh, with the lowest education rate. Let's rates. get that IOU written. Yeah. And, and, get and, that on and, record. and, and I, and I would, uh, try and get my friends to give more. So you could actually bring up that rate. Cause that is, it honestly is truly yeah. sad. And I think education being a grandson of immigrants from Lebanon and Italy, education is what brought them out. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and that's what we need to do. I agree. I'm with you. Okay. If I'm a billionaire, I'll, I'll contribute. Uh, I will. Michael will think million. about it. I'll put think 50 about it. Put um, 50 million up. Uh, so I want to change topics here. We're going to dive into a little foreign policy. People who know me uh, know that I am an absolute well, you're foreign, just foreign like policy such a love uh, nerd policy. slash wonk. That's okay. like, does that, Michael, is that why you're single? Because you go wonk. into dates saying, yeah, I'm like, hey, you know, so, I'm just such a foreign sure, policy yeah. wonk. Hey, what's your position on the, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that is, by the way, don't put that on your Raya profile. Um, okay, here we go. Once Raya. again, oh. Oh, that's adorable. Um, okay, begin tweet now. Once again, senior military leaders are warning that the threat to Taiwan is not a 2030s problem, but a today problem. Yesterday at the Heritage Foundation, I outlined immediate steps Republican. the U.S. must take in order to put hard power in Xi's path and deter war before it's too late. Okay, so a couple a of clues. Yeah, Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely China person. So there's kind of like a narrower list of China? very China focused and Mike people. Gallagher. I'm gonna say how Tom the, Cotton. Oh. How the fuck did you know that? It's Mike because Gallagher. I agree because it's wow. like pretty because it's he, because it's China also he talks about China all the time and also uh, it's like pretty measured. So it's not it. like the Dude. other big China people. I feel like are Tom Cotton, Josh Hawley. Yeah, who are both like you know there's the fact there was nothing about Biden in that tweet automatically eliminates any of those guys yeah and yeah let us thank you let us thank you i won i won. let us let us mike <laughs> the lettuce here. the lettuce has blessed him oh man well i clearly i need to get a little more smart with my tweets but i thought this was a good one because i want to open this discussion up to you guys and see what you think but let me just kind of give a little background to this so what he is proposing is that we need to take real proactive steps in terms of hardening Taiwan from an imminent China invasion, such as he wants to build up our maritime fleet with long-range missile capacity. He wants to fast-track a $14 billion order of missiles and weaponry that Taiwan has placed, which has been sidetracked because that is being diverted to Ukraine, Ukraine in the interim. And there was actually a good 60 minutes piece about this a week ago. Uh, and then he also wants to ramp up weaponry production in the United States. So he, he says that we are not at our maximum capacity of manufacturing weaponry. So this is all to say that I think what's very interesting about what he's saying here and what I think is the, the stakes of everything right now is that China is watching every move that the U.S. and and by extension the Western world makes with regard to Ukraine, and they are studying this under a microscope, and they are learning and figuring out 
how they can reclaim Taiwan, which mm-hmm. they want to do in the same fashion that Russia has, well, that Russia reclaimed Crimea back in 2014 and now is claiming to reclaim parts of Ukraine. So I'm curious what you guys think about um, how this is being messaged and how all of the China problems can potentially connect with the Ukraine problems. Yeah, I mean, like my opinion is that what needs to be messaged a bit better, I think, is what are the repercussions of that happening? Yeah, I think 100%. that I think that like, you know, I can say, okay, I believe that Mike Gallagher, you know, knows what he's talking about on this because he was in the military and he is a big person who's constantly legislating about China. But like my question to that tweet, and I'm sure he said it in his speech, but what I would want him to message more is what what is the repercussion for America? You know, Republicans are all like America focused. It's not about the repercussions for necessarily the Taiwanese people. What are the repercussions for America? And why is military the solution? Because I think that what we're seeing in Ukraine is similar, but it's a little bit different. Because I think in Ukraine, the humanitarian element of it is the thing that captured people and brought people's interest into it. I think that the political part of it is actually not quite as gripping because it feels, you know, very high level. It's not something you can really comprehend in images. And so I just wonder on this subject, he talks a lot about defense spending and weapons and militarizing and, you know, putting in that order that is in Ukraine to move it to Taiwan. Like what is at stake if China invades Taiwan, both from an economic perspective, but also for like everyday Americans, what will be different in my life. I think that as a Republican, that is what he should be focusing on. Correct. Because ultimately the the thing that's at stake is with Taiwan, it's such a manufacturing um, mecca in in so many regards. So, right. But how can I, like, I still, even I'm like, okay, it's a manufacturing mecca. Let's dumb it down. Right. So basically it means that the price of your, fill in the blank is going to double right in a time when inflation is already bad. Right. Right. Or, and or I, whatever. Yeah. And it's like the same way that I feel like you, we see gas prices go up in correlation mm-hmm. with when the war in Ukraine started. Right. Like that's the thing that I feel like affected everyday people. So yeah. if I were Mike or anyone else who agrees with him on this, yes, let's talk about the weapons and talk about why it's important to defend Taiwan, but let's also relate it not necessarily to like, you know, the reclaiming of territory in relation to Russia. Cause I don't think that that actually touches people. I think what touches people is like, you know, your gas prices just went up because we, so you're like, actually had looking to defend at this a- in a logical way, surprising, right. which yeah. most of the world doesn't, but that's, I mean, Anna, you're completely right. Right. Like that's the right yeah. way. Like if this happens, what are going to be the repercussions? Yeah. Which not, I think, not I, I remember when we talked about the potential invasion of Ukraine before it happened. And it was this thing of like, it was so 
political, the conversation that was happening. It was so much about territory and borders and Mm -hmm. Crimea and all of, and democracy and all this stuff, but it wasn't about what are the repercussions if this happens so that people can actually understand how we're all connected. Cause we even, you know, even people who pay attention to this stuff, like any of us, we still don't think about on a daily basis, how we're all connected. So that's part of the job of these foreign policy focused politicians, I think, is to make those connections for us so that a, either we can prepare and be like, okay, well, if this happens, we're going to be expecting the economy to do X or explain it to us so that we can fight back and say, Hey, we don't want this to happen. Well, and a great example of that was another tweet from Mike uh, this oh, week. You're doubling. Where, well, he was he was saying he was on Fox News and he was asking answering a question from Brian Kilmeade about well, why would we be you know going into why would we be talking to Iran about reengaging in the Iran nuclear deal? And Mike, you know, which I think is sort of a slight deviation from a lot of Republicans, he said, look, the Iran nuclear deal and Iran and China and Russia are all actively against the West right now in many regards. And they are all looking at everything that we do. And this kind of runs contrary to what Kevin McCarthy, who is likely going to be the Speaker of the House come November, said, where he was saying, I think we need to reexamine the aid we're sending Ukraine. And, and he was not you know, vehemently supporting Ukraine and military aid right. there. And so... What is crazy to me is that this seems like such an easy messaging thing that is like Reagan playbook 101. And also like, again, going back to what's, how does it affect everyday Americans? The idea that everything that happens in Ukraine is going to influence China in doing everything that they wanna do to Taiwan. And those two places, are going to have an immediate effect on our everyday life, whether it be through, you know, global stability and markets and democracy or the cost of our iPhone, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I think that there needs to be more of a line drawn between all of these different things that it, is, it seems like a very clear line to me that yeah. I don't really see being drawn as, and and I would throw the Democrats into this as well, that I don't think they're drawing the line very clearly either. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anthony's still looking at the lettuce. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, How's our lettuce? How's she doing? I bet I, I, I will just say, I, I the, the, what has happened with Ukraine, I hope is a good lesson to the whole world is we should not allow something like this to happen again. No. Yeah. It, it ends up being something that we all try and clean up, but this is just like politics too. <laughs> you don't think it's going to happen and it happens. Yeah. So no. there's a lot of signs that it was, and a lot of people said no. So, right. Well, and, and I think that the let the takeaway is that, you know, based on the military exercises that China is doing around Taiwan and within the South China Sea, it's militarized to an, to a degree that we've yeah. never seen before. So mm-hmm. th- this is clearly more imminent. Well, and Mike's I think it's like then 
educate the public and economically prepare. Like that's the job of government is if something feels even remotely inevitable, like prepare. Well, I know a closing note when I hear one. Uh, well, this a closing note of silence because that was okay. such a downer. No, well, I mean it's a very logical downer, but. Well, my wine glass is empty. Yeah. Cheers. My, my glass is half full. DMs are still open for slides to Michael. Thank you.